Okay, we are just going to run this through again now with a lot of the errors possibly fixed. You'll never leave. Still getting some super weird wind. You'll never leave. <laughs> but we're just going to run with it. You will never, you'll never leave. You'll never leave. And I already recorded a good amount of this. You'll never leave. It depends on which one you prefer. You'll never leave. 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 An uplifting November breeze. November breeze. An uplifting November breeze is whistling on the outskirts of Clarence tonight. November breeze is whistling on the outskirts of Clarence tonight. Is whistling. There we go. Okay, let's go back now to where. Yeah, this is where it's best that we record. Record. Okay. No chance of rain. Okay. No chance of rain. No chance of rain. Mid 40s in the lows. Clear skies, a light curve of moon, a light curve of moon. It's a little after 11 p.m. Bus stop, 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 bus stop. You'll never leave. Bus stop at the end of town. Charlene is inside, waiting, waiting for Sam. Waiting for Sam. The front door has no lock on it. No one else is inside. She's alone. But no worry, Charlene. This room belongs in the history books. You see, 50 years and not a single bad thing has ever happened inside. Statistically speaking, this room is a miracle. This room is a miracle. 50 years and not a single bad thing has ever happened inside. The miracle. God, how boring, Charlene declares. God, how boring. God, how boring. <laughs> the room chuckles to itself. It's fine. The room is unnervingly clean. It's a 50-year-old building with a lot of wear from use. It's a 50 
60-year-old building. God, how boring. Charlene declares. The room is unnervingly clean. And as a 50-year-old building that has served the public its entire time, it shows a lot of wear from use. The bus station takes pride in its harried appearance. Pride. The last employee for the night just left. And it's a clean floor. And every night, it's a clean floor. Freshly swept, clean floor with the garbage taken out and the bus maps folded and put back in place. Pride in its harried appearance. The last staff person just left as they do every night. But they keep the station open 24 hours. Sitting inside. There are reasons for this. Needing something safe. But they keep the station open. Two benches. They keep the station open. Two benches. They keep the station open. The design of the room is perfectly efficient. Two benches placed back to back along the middle of the room. One bulb burns above along the middle of the room. One bulb burns above. One corner of the room has been closed in to make a ticket window. That ticket window is a small room with just enough room inside for a desk, a bolted down typewriter, and a chair. There is a metal box hidden from view that is locked. It's a combination lock, so all the employees can share the combination. The box contains the travel tickets, a hole puncher, some multicolored markers, two rubber stamps, and other tools related to bus travel. God, how boring. Nothing ever has gone wrong, but why tempt fate? No money kept there at night. Nighttime bag drop. The money goes to the bank. There's another bulb inside the ticket window, but that one's turned off. They'll keep the door open, but they won't waste a lot of energy on two bulbs. 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 This building was constructed around 1925. It has plaster walls. Capacity is about 20 people. This small stop has a dignity to its history, but it's nothing that makes headlines. And so it's the first kind of stop that will be torn down at the first opportunity during a city's march for progress. Progress. This small stop only serves odd routes going east and west small Texas towns. Odd routes going east and west to small Texas towns. 
you'll never leave. The air in the bus station is very still. There's a phone booth, which Charlene just used, and a drinking fountain. But there's no bathroom, really. And the lack of a bathroom might also be why nothing bad has ever happened here. <laughs> if you need to use the restroom, just go out back around behind you in the weeds. taking a piss out in the weeds, there is absolutely nothing to do in this room besides wait, 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 wait. What a trip, Charlene says. More time goes by. God, how boring. Charlene lets out an exasperated, ugh. She never likes sticking around. Hitchhiking is different. You're doing something. But this is nothing. This is waiting. This is torture. Where are you, Sam? Where are you, Sam? How long has it been since Sam said he'd arrive? Whenever Sam says 10 minutes, it's really 15 or 20. Ugh, Charlene says again. 10 minutes, Sam. You said 10 minutes. She looks up at the clock. The clock keeps perfect time. She kicks the trash can and it skids out slightly out of place. For a moment, Charlene feels like someone else is there. I don't think so, miss. We're not going to have the first night in over 50 years of incident-free evenings here in the bus station. This won't be the first night in over 50 years where we have some sort of altercation, thinks the room. Do you hear me, young lady? Unconsciously, Charlene puts the trash can back where back it had been, been, and in the same gesture, her shirt. Sorry, she says. The room seems to accept the apology. It smiles, and she goes back and she goes back alone. to feeling alone. She sits down on the bench. She pulls out a hairbrush and starts to brush her hair. Brush, brush her hair. Starts to brush her hair. She pulls out a hairbrush and starts to brush her hair. Just then, a loud honk. Charlene! Charlene! Charlene's eyes dart up. Sam! Looking through the window, she sees a 1964 Chevelle Coupe. He is idling outside. It's Marie's. 
and Sam is inside it. Charlene bolts out of the bus stop, suitcase in hand. The bus station, ever professional, bids her farewell and tells her to enjoy her time in the city. She tosses the suitcase to the ground and juts her hand out for a big wide hug. Oh, Sammy. Sam puts the car in neutral and sets the brake and he jumps outside. The two hug desperately and they kiss and they kiss and they kiss. Mouths locked, tongues twisted, the running exhaust from the idling Chevelle goes up into their noses. At a stoplight with no one around, the two devour each other. Charlene gets fidgety. She pushes back Sam's hair and examines his neck. Hey, what are you doing there? Asks Sam. Just checking on no love bites or anything. You been good to me? Charlene, you don't even need to ask. Strike me dead right now, if I'm lying. Satisfied, Charlene smiles and gets a little more comfortable in the passenger side car seat. The stoplight has gone through a few cycles of red and green and red and green and red and green at this point, and it's green again, and they proceed forward. It'll be nice to meet your sister. Oh yeah, yeah, she's excited too. You know, I think, that is, you know, not that I've had any chance to ask her, She's hanging around this real asshole of a guy right now. <laughs> You'll never get over the name. Dale, Sam says. He says it as mockingly as possible. Like pale or clunking male. Dale. Dale, Sam says. Dale, Charlene asks. They both laugh. Boy, do they agree with one another. She hasn't even met Dale yet, thinks Sam. <laughs> and she's already got Dale figured out. The ale. <laughs> the taste of beer in Sam's mouth is something familiar and comforting to Charlene. Man, she'd miss this guy. We can't ever be apart like this ever again, Sammy. Don't you worry, my little baby bear. I agree. Sam's going to physically destroy her on the couch later. Sam and Charlene, forever. <laughs>